Al-Bayan Radio presents the following program, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Al-Isbu' al-Madi, qara'na al-Bab al-Wahid wal-Ishreen min kitab al-Fitan lil-Imam al-Bukhari wa'adwan al-Bukhari lihada al-Bab بعنوان فقال باب قول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم للحسن بن علي إن ابني هذا لسيد ولعل الله أن يصلح به بين فئتين من المسلمين وقلنا أن الإمام البخاري ذكر حديثين تحت هذا الباب تكلمنا عن الحديث الأول وبقي الحديث الآخر الذي قال فيه الإمام البخاري حدثنا علي بن عبد الله قال حدثنا سفيان قال قال عمر أخبرني محمد بن علي أن حرملة مولى أسامة أخبره قال عمر قد رأيت حرملة قال أرسلني أسامة إلى علي وقال إنه سيسألك الآن فيقول ما خلف صاحبك فقل له يقول لك لو كنت في شطق الأسد لأحببت أن أكون معك فيه ولكن هذا أمر لم أره فلم يعطني شيئا فذهبت إلى حسن وحسين وابن جعفر فأوقروا لي راحلتي هذه الحادثة تحكي لنا واقعة حصلت بين رجل أرسله أسامة بن زيد إلى علي رضي الله تعالى عنه هذا الرجل اسمه حرملة اسمه حرملة أرسله أسامة إلى علي رضي الله تعالى عنه بالكوفة يسأله المعنى يعني يسأله شيئا من المال يسأله شيئا من المال وأسامة رضي الله عنه يحب عليا ويناصر عليا لكن في حروب الفتنة التي حصلت بينه وبين معاوية لم يشارك أسامة وسنعلم لماذا لم يشارك أسامة في هذه الحروب فأرسل أسامة حرملة إلى علي ليسأله شيئا من المال وعلم أسامة ماذا سيكون جواب علي رضي الله تعالى عنه فقال لحرملة سيسألك الآن فيقول ما خلف صاحبك يعني ما الذي حمله عن عدم مشاركتنا في القتال في الجمل وصفين وغيرهما فقل له يقول لك لو كنت في شطق الأسد لأحببت أن أكون معك وانظروا إلى حب أسامة لعلي وموافقته التامة لعلي رضي الله تعالى عنه يعني قال له لو كنت في شطق الأسد لأحببت أن أكون معك يعني لو كنت في مهلك في مهلك أو في أمر شديد الخطورة ما أحببت أن أتخلف عنك لأحببت أن أكون معك ولكن هذا أمر لم أره يعني لم يرى الدخول في القتال بين المسلمين ورأى أنه فتنة ولا يريد 
أن يتلطخ بدم مسلم لماذا أخذ أسامة رضي الله تعالى عنه هذا الموقف لأنه حصلت له حادثة في زمن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فهذه الحادثة لم تغب عن ذاكرته وبقيت مطبوعة في ذاكرته وأثرت على قراره فيما يخص القتال بين علي ومعاوية هذه الحادثة هي معاتبة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لأسامة في قتل شخص يقال له مرداس قتله أسامة بعد أن قال لا إله إلا الله يعني كانت هنا كان هناك قتال بين بين المسلمين وغير المسلمين فلحق أسامة هذا الرجل فلاذ بشجرة ثم قال لا إله إلا الله فظن أسامة أنه قالها متعوذا فقد لحقن دمه وظن أسامة أنه لم يقلها إيمانا منه بها فلم فوصل الخبر إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال له النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بعدما رجع قتلته بعد أن قال لا إله إلا الله فما زال يكررها حتى تمنيت أني لم أكن أسلمت قبل ذلك هل أسامة أخبر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أنه قال قالها تعوذا في بعض الروايات قال أشققت عن عن قلبه يعني حتى تعلم قالها تعوذا أو قالها إيمانا بها هل شققت عن قلبه فالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من كثرة معاتبته لأسامة وتكريره لهذه الكلمة أقتلته بعد أن قال لا إله إلا الله فحتى تمنى أسامة أنه لم يكن أسلم قبل ذلك فهو من ذلك الحين ودماء المسلمين في نفس أسامة لها شأن عظيم والأمر كذلك في نفس الأمر يعني النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أعطى درسا لأسامة وللأمة جميعا على خطورة الإقدام على قتل من يقول لا إله إلا الله يعني النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عاتبه مع أنه من أحب الناس إليه عاتبه معاتبة شديدة وقال يعني وكان يقول له أقتلته بعد أن كان بعد أن قال لا إله إلا الله فيعني فهذا جعل أسامة جعل أسامة يتأنى يتأنى في قتال أو يعني يتردد في قتال يعني مسلم في زمن الفتن في زمن الفتن فهذا الأمر يعني كبير جدا فإذا لم تترجح كفة أحد الفريقين فالمتعين العزلة وإذا ترجحت بأن كان هناك إمام للمسلمين وجماعة وأراد شخص أو أشخاص ولو كانوا من غير ولو كانوا من خير الناس بتأويل سائغ أن يخرجوا عليه فإنه حينئذ لا بد من قتالهم إذا لم يرضخ للصلح لقوله تعالى وإن طائفتان من المؤمنين اقتتلوا فأصلحوا بينهما هذا هو المتعين فإن بغت إحداهما على الأخرى فقاتلوا التي تبغي 
فالبغاة يجب قتالهم ولو ترك البغاة بحجة أنهم مسلمون ما استتب أمن إطلاقا فالملك كل يريده إلا من رحم فإذا يعني لما لما حمل أسامة هذه الرسالة لحرمل هذه الرسالة قل له لو كنت في شطق الأسد ما أحببت أن أتخلف عنك يعني لما سمع هذا يعني علي من حرملة قال حرملة فلم يعطني شيئا من المال لأن في نفس علي رضي الله عنه شيئا على من تخلف عنه وأسامة منهم قال حرملة فذهبت إلى حسن وحسين يعني لما بينهما من سابقة يعني ذهبت إلى حسن وحسين وابن جعفر فأوقروا لي راحلتي حملوا الراحل من العطاء والثياب وغيرها لأسامة بن زيد رضي الله تعالى عن الجميع فإذا الحجة أو العبرة من إراد الإمام البخاري لهذا الحديث في كتاب الفتن هو يعني تعظيم تعظيم دماء المسلمين وأنه من أقدم على قتل المسلم فإنه يتحمل بذلك ذنبا عظيما يرتكب إثما كبيرا وهذا ما يدل عليه من كلام النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ومعاتبته لأسامة رضي الله تعالى عنه وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين All praises due to Allah. May Allah send His peace and blessings upon His final messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Last week, we began uh, uh, the chapter of Imam al-Bukhari, rahimahullah, uh, which is titled, The Saying of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi to Al-Hasan ibn Ali, that this son of mine is a master. And perhaps Allah will rectify through him between two groups of Muslims. We mentioned the first narration and the second narration that Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah uh, narrates, narrating from uh, Ali ibn Abdullah, narrating from Sufyan. He said that Amr informed me that Muhammad ibn Ali uh, narrates that Harmala, the servant of Usama, had informed him that Amr, uh, and Amr said, and I did see Harmala. And he said, Usama sent me to Ali. Uh, and Usama said to Harmala, he is going to ask you now, uh, and he's going to say, what made your friend stay behind? So say to him that he says to you, that had you been in the mouth of a lion, uh, then he would have loved to be with you in the mouth of the lion. But this is an issue that I don't see uh, it worthy or well, I don't see that this is the, the right thing to do and so Ali radiallahu anhu didn't give Harmala anything because Harmala was sent by Usama to get some uh, money uh, or grant from Ali and Ali didn't give him anything so Harmala then went to Al-Hasan and Hussein and Ibn Jafar and so they gave him so much until they filled his uh, they they filled his his camel with uh, possessions of uh, food stocks and clothing and so on uh, for Usama. Now the background of this story is that Harmala 
was the servant of Usama ibn Zayd ibn Haritha radiallahu anhum and Usama uh, was a son of uh, uh, of Zayd ibn Haritha who was at one time the adopted son of the Prophet sallallahu and Usama was one who was much beloved to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu He would treat him as a son, as a grandson, and uh, and and so he was very close to the family of the Prophet sallallahu and very close to Ali and Al Hasan and Hussein and Ibn Jafar. They were considered like one family. So uh, Usama needed some funds, so he sent his servant boy Harmala to Ali, who was in Al-Kufa, uh, to get some wealth from him, get some, uh, yani, uh, so that he could sustain himself, whatever he needed the money and the wealth for. And so when when Usama, uh, uh, yani, and, and Usama loves Ali, and Ali loves Usama, but the problem is that Usama did not get involved in the wars of Ali radiallahu anhu in the battle of Al-Jamal and Safin and the other battles. In his, uh, in, the, in the disputes he had with Muawiyah and their supporters. And so inshallah we'll see why Usama, even though of his close relationship and love, uh, and and the and the mutual love that was between them, what stopped him from joining the battle of of Ali, being on his side? And it's uh, and as we have mentioned before, and it's not just because he's one man. There is a big symbolic gesture in having more Sahaba on the side of Ali because it gives credibility to his cause. So when some of the Sahaba held back, uh, يعني, it made some of the Muslims as well hold back. So when Harmala reached Ali, uh, Usama knew what Ali was going to say. So, Harmala, uh, so, so Usama told Harmala, he's going to ask you this. So answer him. He had the he had he knew, expected the question, so he had an answer prepared, and he told Harmala to convey his answer. Uh, and he knew that. Yani Ali radiallahu anhu is going to hold it against him and possibly be a reason of not to uh, give him the money that he asked for. So uh, Usama told uh, Harmala to tell Ali when he asks you why, why I didn't join him in the battles, tell him uh, that Usama says to you that had you been in the mouth of a, of a lion, then I would not hesitate. I would I would be very happy to be in the mouth of the lion with you. And what does it mean to be in the mouth of a lion? It means certain death. It was there any situation like I would I would be with you to the death. And like as if he's saying that, you know, I would sacrifice my life to be with you or even I would die by you because life without you is, is of no meaning. But this issue is different. This issue is not something that I see is worthy or that I see is is the right thing for me to do especially. And there is a reason for this. Because an incident happened in the time of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, that had a very strong impact on Usama. And that is when the Prophet وسلم, severely criticized Usama for what happened in one of the battles. And that was when the Prophet ﷺ sent a company of the Muslims 
and they were in a battle with a group of polytheists. And uh, Usama was in the army of the Muslims, and uh, there was one of the polytheist fighters. He ran away, and Usama chased after him. And this polytheist sought refuge in a tree. And this polytheist, his name was Mirdas. When Usama caught him, that Mirdas, he said, La ilaha illallah. But Usama thought that this was a trick for him to save his life, so Usama killed him anyway. Later it was reported to the Prophet ﷺ what Usama did, and the Prophet ﷺ got very, very angry. And as I said, Usama was a beloved to the Prophet ﷺ. He treated him with so much love, like the love of a son or a grandson, because he had that relationship with Usama and with his father Zayd ibn Haritha, who was an adopted son of the Prophet ﷺ before adoption was uh, uh, was annulled by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, so the Prophet ﷺ had berated Usama so much. He said, and you killed him after he said it. And you killed him after he said it. He kept repeating and Usama felt so guilty and so bad. And he's trying to defend himself. He's trying to justify what he did. He said he's only, he only said la ilaha illallah to protect his life, to save his life. He didn't say it truthfully. And in one narration, the Prophet ﷺ said to, to Usama ibn Zayd, and did you open his heart to see whether he said it truthfully or not? And you killed him after he said it. And he kept repeating and made him feel so guilty that Usama says that I wish I had died uh, or I wish that I had not become Muslim until after this incident. Like he feels that he, he committed such a sin that you know that uh, he only the only thing that would absolve that sin was if he was a non-Muslim and then he became a Muslim because Islam wipes all the previous sins. So he said, "I wish I hadn't become a Muslim until that moment, so that so that my becoming of a Muslim would erase my sin for sure." So he felt so guilty and he understood the danger of killing someone who says La ilaha illallah. And this was the issue now with the with the, uh, yani the the dispute that Ali and his supporters had against Muawiyah and his supporters. And they are both Muslims on both sides. How could he, even though he supports Ali, how could he fight and join the battle and kill someone who says La ilaha illallah? Because of that incident that happened in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, this issue of killing someone who says La ilaha illallah made it was very, very hard for him to accept. And this, uh, yani this is the reason that Usama, radiallahu anhu, did not uh, join in the battles of Ali, radiallahu anhu, even though he loved Ali and supported Ali, radiallahu anhu. Uh, and this teaches us an, uh, an important uh, lesson, that if there is a dispute between Muslims and there is no clear person who's in the right, then the best thing to do is to avoid, uh, avoid both parties. But if the right party is very clear, then we have to support those who are right in the right. And if the the leader of the Muslims is on one side and there is another people who are opposing the leader of the Muslims, then we must stand with the leader of the Muslims against those who want to against the leader of the Muslims. And if there is a party that is rebelling against uh, the leader or that is in the wrong, doesn't mean that we fight them immediately. We try to reconcile with them. 
we try to negotiate with them as Allah Ta'ala commands in the Quran that if two groups of the Muslims fight one another then rectify, reconcile between them between them both but if one party transgress against another then fight against those who transgress until they return to the command of Allah and if they return to the command of Allah then don't take any action against them as the verses describe. So this shows that those who transgress, we should not leave them alone. But if we allow people to rebel and transgress and not take action against them, then there will never be any peace and security and stability in the Muslim community. Uh, and so this shows us the importance of safeguarding the blood of the Muslims. Uh, and, and and we learn about how Usama radiallahu anhu was criticized by the Prophet But just to finish off, when uh, when when uh, Harmala, the servant of Usama, found that Ali didn't didn't give the the grant to Usama, so Harmala went to Al Hassan Hussein and Ibn Jafar, and they because of the close relationship they had with Us- uh, with Usama, they filled a whole camel load of stock that was given to Usama radiallahu anhum ajma'in. وجزاكم الله خيرا وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله